Welcome to College Town Talk. I'm Jonathan Frank, News and Public Relations Director for Tennessee Tech. And I'm Shan Stout, Director of Tourism for the Cookville Putnam County Visitors Bureau. And if you're joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we get to talk to Tennessee Tech faculty, staff, students, alumni, and the local small business owners and community leaders who make our home base here in Cookville, Tennessee's college town. Now, our two guests today have had a very big impact in terms of making Cookville what it is today. That's right. Today, we're talking to Tennessee Tech Director of Athletics, Mark Wilson, who has served our campus for nearly 20 years. And we're joined by Tennessee Tech alum Anna Dunn, the owner of Soul Craft Coffee right here on the west side in Cookville and one of the gems of the Cookville west side. You know, Shan, as we were talking to Anna, uh, one of the things we discussed was that they just celebrated four years of their brick and mortar location. So that means they opened in 2019 uh, right before the pandemic and all the challenges that, that that entailed. And it really is a testament to their perseverance and, and, and what a great product they have on their hands that they've been able to not just stick it out, but really emerge as a, a staple of, of the downtown area and a favorite for so many. Oh, they're absolutely wonderful. And you know, they keep navigating and exploring ways to use their business. And Anna said that it was a great opportunity. It was meant to be for the podcast in this episode because she had just remodeled the upstairs at Soulcraft to be her own personal office space. So she was ready for us. And Mark Wilson gave us the scoop on plans for Tucker Stadium. They're going to be rebuilding the west side of the stadium. It's going to be an all new fan experience, new amenities, and a new way to enjoy Tennessee Tech football. So let's get right to that first interview with our guest, Mark Wilson, the director of Tennessee Tech Athletics. Welcome back to College Town Talk. Our guest is Mark Wilson, Director of Athletics at Tennessee Tech. Mark came to Tennessee Tech back in 2004, and on his watch, Tech's student athletes have excelled on and off the field. While he's always first to give the credit to the coaches and players, his years at Tech saw the football team win their first OVC championship since 1975, our tennis team won the regular season title eight out of the last 10 years. Our baseball team claimed the OVC's first NCAA regional championship. And as many of our listeners will recall, our women's basketball team won the OVC championship earlier this year. Mark has received the Athletic Director of the Year Award for the Football Championship Subdivision from the National Association of Collegiate Directors of America and he has chaired the NCAA Division I Football Championship Committee, as well as serving on its Football Oversight Committee. Mark, welcome to College Town Talk. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be with you today and excited to share a little bit about Tennessee Tech Athletics. Uh, Mark, we've got many questions we want to ask, but we don't want to bury the lead. Uh, President Oldham just announced that this will be the final football season at the current Tucker Stadium before work begins on the all-new west side of the stadium. And we know that our football players are looking forward to the planned construction of a new football operations center as well. What can you tell us about this announcement and the major construction projects that are on the horizon? Both these projects are really exciting and really important to the future of Tennessee Tech uh, football and Tennessee Tech athletics, but also Tennessee Tech University. They're impactful for the entire university and uh, in our community. 
Uh, let's start first with the Tucker Stadium, because uh, as Dr. Oldham just has announced, at the conclusion of the 2023 football season, the west side of Tucker Stadium will be completely re uh, torn down, and there'll be a complete rebuild, taking over two football seasons of a whole new west side. And the big, enha big en enhancements that you'll see are relative to what the fans can expect. We will now have chairback seating, uh, clubs, low seats, suites, uh, lots of different ways that people can seat and, and enjoy the game. And those are the amenities that fans expect in today's athletic environment. And now we're able to provide those at, at, at Tennessee Tech's uh, Tucker Stadium. So extremely excited about that. And from a player's perspective, it just shows a commitment that the university and that our alumni and friends have to football and football, you know, being successful. Uh, we'll have a, a new game day locker room, a new game day uh, training room. It'll really be a great enhancement for the experience of our of our student athletes. The football operations center that will be the daily home of Tennessee Tech football. Uh, that's where our student athletes will have their primary locker room, uh, it'll be the primary training room, their meeting rooms, the coaches' offices, and a, and a practice facility. Uh, we're still fundraising for that, uh, but that is really uh, we're doing a great job. I'm really pleased to partner with University Advancement. Thankful for all of our alumni and friends that are helping support that uh, that project. And, uh, and that'll really, really propel football uh, to be a regular contender for Ohio Valley Conference championships and to be able to make a, a big noise on the national scene and, and, and uh, hopefully have an opportunity to compete for a national championship. There are other projects going on that people will see over the course of this year, turf at uh, baseball, softball, where uh, all the locker rooms, all the public, uh, I mean, excuse me, public restrooms at the Hooper Evelyn Center, those are currently under construction. So those will be enhanced before the 23-24 uh, basketball season. So fans will see upgrades there because they were original 1977 bathrooms from when the, the hoop was built. Uh, and there's lots of other things that are, that are going on, probably too, too much for us to mention. <laughs> well, you hit all the highlights for sure, Mark. <laughs> now, Tucker Stadium, as we know it today, has stood for more than 55 years, I think. And you've been at Tech for, what, nearly 20? Yeah. So yes, I'm sure, you know, 20 years is a long time. So you have to be feeling some nostalgia. Do you have maybe a favorite memory from the stadium? I have two favorite memories from my time at uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, the first one is my very first home football game when Tennessee Tech hosted uh, Gardner-Webb. And as time expired, uh, Drew Hickson made a leaping touchdown uh, in the corner of the end zone, got both feet on the ground, touchdown Tennessee Tech, and the Golden Eagles won that, uh, that football contest. Um, and that was very, just very, very uplifting to me. It's more meaningful to me now because the very next game at the University of South Florida, Drew Hickson uh, suffered a, a severe injury. Uh, so I, I have that uh, that euphoria from one week, and then the and the heartbreak and and everything else that went with Drew's injury in uh, in, in week two. So, but that that's a great memory for me. And the other one was in uh, 2011 when head coach Watson Brown uh, led the Golden Eagles to their first championship since uh, 1975. And um, 
we're, we're, we're looking to host a playoff game. The students wanted to rush the field and tear down the goalposts. I was negotiating with the students. Don't take the goalposts because I can't get them replaced by next Saturday to host a game. And that was a lot of fun with our with our students and their excitement. And then after we won, the you know, of course, the football players lifted the coach up on their shoulders. They lifted each other up on their shoulders. And one of the things they did was lift me up on their shoulders. And that was very uplifting with that bond that uh, that I had with the members of uh, of that team. Well, Mark, in addition to the many successes of Tech student athletes on the field over your years as athletic director, our athletes also just recorded their 29th straight semester with an average GPA above 3.0. And I, I know that's got to make you proud, and I know that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, how do you and your coaches continue to set such a high bar for our student athletes, and how do they continue to meet it? I am extremely Extremely proud of that. Our student athletes do a great job in the in the classroom and achieve academically. Uh, that starts in the coaches' recruitment of student athletes. Um, the young men and young women that uh, that play sports at Tennessee Tech, we expect them to excel academically, and that starts when we recruit them. Uh, and we expect them to graduate from Tennessee Tech and get a great degree that th that's going to help propel their lives and give them an advantage in life uh, to be able to provide for their for their family and be meaningful in whichever community that they want to locate. Um, that starts there. The, the coaches, we have a WIN program, a Work Intensely Now program uh, that was implemented uh, uh, by uh, Dr. Susan Gutkin, who was our academic advisor at the time. We continue to use that today. Uh, it's, a, it's an accountability. It's a way that we, uh, we help our student athletes set expectations, uh, but also we provide them the resources in terms of study hall, tutoring, um, uh, advising, all the support that they need to be successful academically. And what we tell them, we want you to all to reach your fullest individual potential. If your individual potential is a 3.9, that's where we want you to be. If it's a, you know, a 3.3, that's where we want you to be. Um, but also we got to give credit to the faculty at Tennessee Tech. The faculty at Tennessee Tech are dynamite. They teach all of our students at Tennessee Tech at a very high level. Our students at Tennessee Tech achieve at a very high level. We just get the, the opportunity to publicize what our student athletes do. And that's really in line with the general student body. I love everything about that. Now, Mark, you've called Cookville home for a very long time now, but you did your schooling all the way up in Maine and Massachusetts. Uh, and you previously have done work in Ohio. So you've been here, there, and everywhere. What was it about tech that made you decide this was the right fit for you? Dur during my uh, interview process, I really felt like it was a family atmosphere. Uh, and if you look at Tennessee as a whole, um, it's very similar to Maine. And Maine is the state that I was raised in. I was born and raised in, in Maine. And uh, you know, people are very caring. Uh, people are very helpful. Uh, people are very genuine and 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 how they treat others and uh, and how they operate as communities. And I really felt like that Cookville and Tennessee Tech, you know, offered all that. So it was a, it was a place that I was very comfortable. And I've been so blessed uh, to be able to uh, to call this home for you know since two since two thousand four, uh, because the average tenure of a Division One athletic director is. Uh, like seven point something years. And here I am, you know, I've just started year 20 and hopefully uh, I'll still be here to be able to complete year 20 on June 30th of, uh, of 2024. And Mark, as athletic director, I know that you oversee, uh, I believe it's 15 intercollegiate sport teams uh, here at Tech. That's a lot of teams. And the casual observer out there might not be aware of everywhere that Tech competes. 
Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners recall our women's basketball teams, uh, their, their OVC championship win earlier this year, which was such a proud moment for the university. But maybe they don't know about the success our teams have had in baseball or, or, or tennis. So what do you think are the untold stories of tech athletics right now? The untold stories of Tennessee Tech Athletics are, is that we are a place of opportunity. We're a place for young men and young women to uh, that want to uh, play, you know, college sports uh, that may have not had the opportunity to be uh, recruited by, you know, a, a Power Five like SEC, Big Ten, ACC level program, but still want to continue their athletic pursuits in in college, and so we are a place of opportunity for that. And, uh, you know, my proudest moments are when, you know, uh, our male and female student athletes just have remarkable individual achievements. Uh, most recently, there's one, uh, Lars Anders, a freshman on our uh, men's golf team, uh, just uh, qualified for the TPC John Deere Classic. Um, what a great uh, accomplishment for an up-and-coming sophomore. And there's so many stories like that, uh, time and time again, at, of uh, young men and young women at, at Tennessee Tech. And we do. We win a lot of championships. I think back to last year also, the Golden Eagles soccer team won their first championship in, the, in over 20 years. And uh, what a great accomplishment for those young women and, and Coach Springthorpe and, and Coach Boyd. Um, but it's seeing the euphoria of their faces. But I will tell you that, and I tell our student athletes this, when coaches ask me to meet with them in recruiting, uh, you would think my proudest moment is when they win championships. My proudest moment is when I see young men and young women walk across the stage of the Hooper Evelyn Center and shake uh, Dr. Olam's hand, meaning that they have earned a degree from Tennessee Tech, because that's really what's going to propel them in life. Uh, our student athletes, we want we want them to to aspire to go, you know, be a Frank Omeal who had a long career in the National Football League or Scott Stallings, who's had a really successful career on the PGA Tour. Um, but those opportunities are, are few and far between for the young men and young women that uh, that uh, compete as student athletes at, at Tennessee Tech. Um, so the academics is so important. And that is my proudest moment is when they walk across that stage and they pick up that diploma um, because they have achieved something that is life-changing for them individually and their families. Well, I agree with that because I'm expecting my daughter to walk across that stage next year if all goes to plan. <laughs> so I can understand it's, it's a big achievement for them and it's life-changing. And uh, finally, Mark, we always end our podcast with the same question. What is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? I work for the students of Tennessee Tech. We are all here to serve the students. And I love the relationships that I build with, with students uh, that, you know, you know, I've been here 19 years now and that, you know, maybe I haven't seen them for five years, but they come back and they say, Mr. Wilson or Mark or whatever they call me. And uh, and just that 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 relationship that we are able to build. And yes, for me, a lot of it is student athletes, but there's other students on campus that I've been able to build those strong relationships with. And the relationships are what is meaningful. Um, uh, higher education, higher education, athletics, NCAA athletics. It is a relationship, people-driven enterprise, and you know our investment is our is our people, and we work for our students, and we work to provide positive experience, uh, learning opportunities, 
opportunities for our students to achieve at the at the highest levels for us in athletics. It's academically, athletically, socially, and in the community. And uh, that's that's where I get my energy each and every day is serving our student athletes and serving the students of Tennessee Tech. And that is how they how they have impacted my life in such a positive, uplifting way. Well, Mark, thank you for your time and for being our guest on College Town Talk. It's my honor. Thank you for having me today. Wings up. <laughs> and for our listeners, you can get the latest news on Tennessee Tech Athletics by going to ttusports.com. Welcome back, everyone, to College Town Talk. We're joined now by Tennessee Tech alum and local entrepreneur, Anna Dunn. She and her husband, Tyler, launched Soulcraft Coffee in 2017 out of a converted camper. I know some of you remember that. Now, in 2019, their dream found a permanent home with a space of its own in Cookville's historic west side. Now, their hot espresso drinks and fresh-baked Pop-Tarts are a favorite of Tech students and myself, cookful locals and visitors alike, making Soul Craft Coffee truly a staple of Tennessee's college town. Anna, welcome so much to College Town Talk. Shan, Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and very grateful. Now, Anna, we've got a lot that we want to ask you about today, but first... Now, Soulcraft, they just celebrated four years of its brick-and-mortar location in Cookville on the west side. Congratulations, first off. But my question is, when you look back at the early days of this business to where you are today, what must that mean to you? It's really, it's really a special thing. And um, th this is the question where I wish Tyler was sitting beside me because it is really... Um, awesome to see what we have worked for and just honestly grinded for every day um, for the last really six years to kind of come to fruition and sort of be its own thing. And that's what we wanted all along to create this beautiful idea and to just kind of let it be whatever it is. And, you know, obviously with guidance and all of these things that we're passionate about, but it's kind of created its own ethos and its own thing. And it's so, it's so really beautiful to watch. And I think, um, when you work really hard for something and, um, and it doesn't come just immediately, the, the end is so much sweeter. Like this, this moment that we're in right now, getting the opportunity to sit and talk with you guys, it just makes it really, um, really sweet and, and awesome and grateful and all those things. And I, um, you know, just thinking about working seven days a week for two years um, while we were working, both working our full-time jobs. Uh, and I remember on Sundays, we would, we always meal prepped. And so, or we, we still do, but um, we would go by the grocery store. We would take the coffee trailer, the truck and trailer. We pull it into the back of Kroger. We would go in and get our food for the week and go home and make it and start all over again. So it was like, we just, we just really grinded and, and developed that really cool customer base that because at the very beginning, uh, we, you know, in the trailer days, we really didn't know what, what it was going to be. We, were, we thought, let's see if Cookville can support specialty coffee. Let's make it like we want. Let's house make these syrups. Let's do some seasonal drinks and, and stuff like that and see if <clears throat> Cookville was ready. And of course, 
as we know, very much ready. Um, but we didn't know at that point that we would be in a brick and mortar. And so um, just to kind of look back and and see um, sort of your baby, right? Your baby is born and it's, it's it, it, we've created this thing and then here we are. And um, it is really, really special. Anna, when people visit Soulcraft Coffee, as I do uh, quite often, uh, I think one of the things that's most striking is you know you know you've got the the aroma of the coffee and the pastries, but there's also this beautiful space that you all have created. There's the uh, exposed brick, the Art Deco accents, the hundred year old hardwood floors. You can really tell that every detail was chosen with a lot of thought and care. So for our listeners who maybe haven't been there before, can you tell us about the space and why you wanted to preserve its history? Yes. Yeah. That's, that was really, really important to us. So when we um, got the opportunity to be on the West side, which is uh, maybe a story for another day, but um, we walked in, it was an old, um, just a, a, a place where people um, like an office space. So dark walls, uh, you know, brown walls and um, just carpet. And um, it just was not really appealing. Um, and so we felt like what happens when we strip all this down and take it back to its original, uh, original roots, really. And so there was plaster on the walls, um, kind of like there's plaster behind me. I think there's probably brick behind this, but um, we, we sort of took all that plaster off and exposed that brick. And, um, and there was, there was flooring. So there was carpet. We took the carpet up um, and then there was another layer of flooring. And um, I just looked at Tyler one day and because there was a, a about that big of a space, um, we had taken out a door casing and about this big of a space was this beautiful dark hardwood. And I, I looked at Tyler and I was like, would it not be so cool if the floor was like, if all of it was like this and turns out 95% of the flooring was still there and it's still, it was still in pretty good shape. And so we pulled all those, that flooring out and just exposed that original, the original hardwood floor from the early 1900s. And, um, and just to bring homage to what was here um, in a way that's also modern. So you talked about the Art Deco. That was, and I'm, I'm grateful that you recognize that because at, at the beginning and our vision was very much Art Deco. And um, and so Tyler and I, we, we did the build out ourselves, um, you know, talking, you know, you don't have a lot of money and you, you kind of have to do things yourselves. And, um, and we're grateful for that. I think it also means more that we have, we've put our blood, sweat and tears literally into this space. But, um, but yeah, the, the whole front of the bar is art deco, like that gold and the blue and, um, and yeah, I just, it, it meant a lot to us to preserve that and, and preserve that space in a way that brings homage to the West side, the historic West side and, um, and the space in general. So. Well, Anna, it is a gorgeous space and beyond the space itself, you also have just a stunning menu. Uh, there's always new seasonal specials. Um, how do you come up with what you're going to put on your menu? Because it's all so fantastic. Thank you so much, Shan. Um, so kind of how it started, right, was on the trailer. And we we sort of created these classic drinks. And then we would throw out these, you know, seasonal menu items on, on the trailer. And when we started the brick and mortar, and as we've grown and ground with employees and creativity, we have sort of created this um, 
awesome monster, this beautiful creature that, so they all get excited when we start talking about the new menus. So we'll say, all right, this is the day of the new menu. Um, what, what do you got? And so we sort of share it with all of our employees and they give us feedback and they all can bring at least one, two, two at the most drinks to the table. And what we do is we jury them. So we, you know, they get an opportunity to make their drink and then we all vote and it's, you know, it's a democracy. So whatever, whatever gets the most votes gets on the menu. And so your summer menu was a true, true picture of that, um, where we, uh, brought some old things back, um, that we've had like our cherry limeade, um, our sunflower, but a new thing that happened this year was our pina colate and Reed, my manager, he's the one who came up with that. And it's just, it's so beautiful to allow them the autonomy to create something and give them the tools to do that and then allowing them to sort of showcase that and um, and share it with our community I think I need to be a part of that jury that's all, that's all I'm saying hey y'all can come <laughs> right on <laughs> Uh, Anna, you and I spoke earlier this year for uh, a, a different story that I was working on, and and you shared something that I thought was kind of profound. You talked about how uh, a, a big part of the why behind your starting this business was giving people a reason to stay. I remember that's what you said, uh, giving people a reason to stay in the community and to know that they don't have to leave town to uh, to find you know great coffee and this kind of uh, elegant experience that you've created for them with with Soulcraft. Can you talk uh, a little bit more? More about that and so i think you know a little bit about my why of even tech and all these things that are really important to me is is to to create an ethos of, of a, a space where people can come and they feel welcome and they're like i can see myself raising a family here or opening a business here or whatever you know just having my dogs here whatever it might be um and i I'm just really, really passionate about creating spaces and creating um, an environment where it doesn't matter who you are, or where you come from, you're you're welcome. And uh, I think maybe looking back at my, you know, or earlier experiences, just as a young person, I wanted that. I wanted that for for me and for Tyler. And um, and you know, we had an opportunity. Tyler has his undergrad degree in accounting. We could have gone to Nashville. All these other things. There was an opportunity, and we just looked at each other and said, I. I think it's here. I think we invest in our community and we stay and we bring these beautiful things that we're so passionate about. We bring them right here and we just create something that is, is different and, and also educate people and let them know, Hey, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And so it's opportunities like this that really allow us to sort of share that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just, that, that is part of, and that's why we employ college students. Um, some of them are college students. Some of them decided not to go to college. And we're also, you know, love that for them, that they can, that we're living in a world now that, it, you know, if, if your path is different than someone else's, that's okay. Um, but the majority of people that we employ are going to tech and, um, and investing in them and sort of saying, Hey, there's an opportunity here for you, you know, stay. I love that. Now, speaking of students that are on campus and all of that good stuff, let's take a time machine and rewind a bit back to when you were a tech student, because in addition to you being a tech alum, your husband, and let's not forget your business partner, Tyler, also went to tech. So go back to your days on campus. Maybe what is uh, one of your favorite memories from being at tech? 
it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting to uh, go back down memory lane. Tyler and I have been together a really long time, and um, he's definitely I can't leave him out. I always like to talk about him because he's the yin to the yang. I'm sort of the the face, and he is absolutely carries as much or more weight on the back end. So he's he's the accountant. He's the numbers. He's making sure all of our kids get paid and like all of this, you know, all this really, really important stuff he is, he's really good at. And we really work really well together in that. And who knew? And that's so funny because we've been together so long. It's, it's like, we just really compliment each other in, in business. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, so he got his degree in accounting from Tennessee Tech and I got mine in, in psychology. And so those don't really, those classes don't really cross paths very often. And so we found, um, some electives that we could take together. And one was backpacking and one was ballroom dancing. And so he and I had an opportunity when we were in college to take those classes together. And that was, I mean, I have lots of really, really wonderful memories of college, but that's one that kind of brings us both together and, um, allowed us to kind of connect and, and learn something new. Um, Ranger Robin, who I don't think she's teaching anymore, but she taught the backpacking class. She's amazing. And she's, she's also, she also taught ballroom dance. Um, so she taught both those classes and um, she really just spurred in us this um, desire to be outside and to camp and those sort of things. And so we, we found that connection together and do that a lot um, when we're, you know, not working. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a really awesome memory that I have from, from going to school at Tech. And we should mention, Anna, that outside of your work with Soulcraft, uh, I, I know you're also a realtor in town. So you you wear a lot of hats. You stay pretty busy. Uh, how do you make time for it all? Well, um, it has been a journey. That's for sure. Uh, I have there are seasons where I'm better at it than others. Uh, but I think boundaries, and I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but just having some kind of set boundaries and that says, okay, well, I'm, I'm working on this today. You know, today is Monday. We're recording on a Monday. Um, this is a real estate day. And so I don't, I, you, you probably won't see me behind the bar on a Monday unless, you know, someone's out of town or, or whatever, because I dedicate certain days to certain things. And, um, and, and yeah. And so it, and I also think that, you know, we do have a dog, but we don't have any kids. And I think that has a lot to do with it too, is, you know, we both really love to work. Um, Tyler also has his full-time job. And um, so we really enjoy that. We enjoy um, doing all kinds of different things. And, and so I think that that is, it, it is a challenge, but to just kind of create the life that you want, uh, I have to just do one thing. I can do a couple things if I want, you know, we had an Airbnb for a long time and we've got storage units and rentals. And so all these things too, like it just kind of keeps things interesting, I guess. Not that Soulcraft is really interesting and there's a lot going on, but yeah. Now, finally, Anna, because obviously you are very, very busy and we'll let you get back to it, but we like to end each interview by asking the same question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? Mm, that's such a great question. I think besides giving you a husband, I mean, that's pretty impactful. Besides doing all this other amazing stuff, I think what tech means to me right now, I mean, it means a lot of things and it's meant a lot of things over the years, but this bringing really, really awesome, I get emotional thinking about it because I love my kids. I'm upstairs and I love, they're downstairs. So I'm pointing, but they, um, 
I love them so much and they create such a beautiful space that obviously we have, you know, helped to, you know, tell them, Hey, this, this, these are, this is what we want. This is the space we've created. This is the kind of way we want our customers to feel and the interaction and, you know, the quality and all of these important things, but they bring their own really, really special things to the table and getting to invest in them and getting outside of, of tech, right? So they're all going to tech and they're all getting degrees and they're doing all these awesome things, but they're coming to work and, you know, getting to share with them our leadership knowledge and to learn from them and to invest in them and hopefully help them to stay. So those are the things that like are, are the root of our why. Obviously we love coffee. We love sourcing. We love all of those things. And I can talk all day about that, but what's equally important is the customer interaction and training our employees to do a really, really great job so that they can continue to do a great job, but they can also go out into the world and be really good people and share that love and share that, you know, whatever they've learned here, they can share it wherever they go. And, and, you know, again, hopefully they stay here. Um, but if they don't, we're, we're uh, ushering out this new um, group of young people that care about each other and want to leave each other better than they found them. And that's what I, that's one of the things I say when I interview people is when they come to, to work, want to work at Soulcraft is if I could say one thing, it's you leave your fellow friend, anyone you're working with better than you found them. You help someone, you answer a question. I think right now today, that's what I feel Tennessee Tech has been doing for us is, is bringing us really, really awesome kids. So, Well, folks, you heard it here. It's the Soulcraft Mentor Program <laughs> for tech students. I appreciate it. Anna, thank you so much for coming on College Town Talk today. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Thank you so much, Shan and Jonathan, for having me. It was an honor. And for our listeners, uh, be sure to check out Soulcraft Coffee, located at 43 West Broad Street in Cookville's historic West Side. They are open Monday through Saturday, and you can find them online at soulcraftcoffee.com. We want to thank Mark and Anna for being our guests today. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, review, and share. Join us again next week for more conversations from right here in Cookville, Tennessee's college town. College Town Talk is presented by Tennessee Tech University in partnership with the Cookville Putnam County Visitors Bureau. Your hosts are Jonathan Frank and Shan Stout, and original music is performed by Andrew Buckner. Visit us online at tntech.edu slash collegetowntalk.